Hello everyone, this is Deb McBride and welcome to my astrology podcast. Today is Sunday, April 7th, 2019, and I am broadcasting from lovely Escazú, Costa Rica. And today the moon is in Taurus. And it's been in Taurus since yesterday and a lovely moon in Taurus because the moon is exalted in Taurus. So it's a good place. We get things done. We get things accomplished. We get things done around the house. We do practical things, chores. We balance our checkbook. It's a money sign. It is a good place for the moon. We feel usually very comforted and secure when the moon is in Taurus. The moon will go void at 4.28 a.m. tomorrow, that's Eastern time. So the rest of the day, it's in Taurus. It voids at 4.28 a.m. and then it stays void until 5.15 p.m. tomorrow afternoon, Eastern time. So that's pretty much, that's a long void. That's over 12 hours. And that means pretty much tomorrow, it's a regular business day where we just do what we need to do, get regular practical things done. Don't expect major moves forward tomorrow. Just do what you have to do and maintain your balance and keep moving. When the moon goes into Gemini at 5.15 p.m., then you can start to uh, use your mercurial abilities, your mind, your brain, your communication skills, your articulative, your articulation skills, and use them to get in touch with people, contact people, reach out for people, connect. And that's the rest of Monday and all day Tuesday. And then a little bit on Wednesday, and I'm telling you this because Wednesday we have another long void moon, this time in Gemini. 1.27 p.m. Eastern time until 11.31 p.m. when it goes into the sign of cancer. And so Tuesday is really the big, long day with the moon in Gemini to get things accomplished, detail-oriented things accomplished because it's in Gemini and it's fast and it's quick and, and multitasking is the order of the moment when the moon is in Gemini. So really, you want to stay focused on the tasks at hand when you know, you've got a good moon like on Tuesday, get your regular things done on Monday and all of Wednesday afternoon into the evening. Just do your regular average tasks. Don't do anything special. Don't start anything new. And then Thursday will be another day where the moon is in cancer and Friday, the moon will be in Cancer all day, and then it goes void at 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. But we'll get to that. First, let's talk about Wednesday. There's a lot of aspects on Wednesday, and Wednesday's a pretty big day. Even though the moon is void for a good portion, a 10-hour a portion of the day, um, we do have a lot of activity. So the last aspect the moon is going to make before it goes void is to oppose Jupiter. And it's going to be in Gemini, and Jupiter is in Sagittarius, and so this will happen at 24 degrees, but this is really a place of abundance and expansion. So I'm not too worried about the moon going void there, because it is Jupiter. However, 
shortly before that, Jupiter is going to retrograde. So Jupiter's stationing retrograde at exactly 1 p.m. Eastern time on Wednesday the 10th. And Jupiter's going to stay retrograde for several months. We're not going to see Jupiter come out of retrograde for a little while. So that will be August 12th, 2019, when it will go back to 14 degrees of Sagittarius. Now, it's at 24. That means Jupiter's going to travel 10 degrees backwards in Sagittarius until it gets back to 14, hover at 14, and then turn around and go direct again in August. But it's still in its favorite sign. It's still in its own sign. So this is good news and a good place for Jupiter to be. And so while we have Jupiter in this place, we still take advantage of Jupiter's expansive energy. And we still use it. Because remember, when it goes into Sag, when then when it leaves Sag, it goes into Capricorn. And once it's in Capricorn, it's not in its favorite sign anymore. And that will be at the end of the year. That will be December and all of next year, 2020. And it's going to join Saturn and Pluto in Capricorn. So that's a whole other ball of wax, ball of Jupiter. Um, <laughs> that's not going to be as easy and as flowing as we have it now. So even though, even though it's retrograde, still take advantage of the fact that Jupiter is in its favorite sign and still expand and make yourself aware. And if you don't know your chart, try to find a chart online, find out where Sagittarius is in your chart and use that abundant energy there. Jupiter's stationing. It's staying in one point. It's really sort of a profound experience of Jupiter stopping. And when a planet like that stops, it hovers in a, in a special degree. It's going to stay at 24 till the end of the month, really around the 27th of April and go to 23 again. But Jupiter's really staying in that spot. Now, if you have anything, 24 Sagittarius or perhaps a 24 Gemini or, you know, in a, in a good place, maybe 24 Fire, Aries, Leo. This is a really hot spot. And it's excellent for expansion. So, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily see this as bad. I mean, some astrologers think it's not great. But I think that when a planet stops like this, we have to know that it's important and that it's bringing us to a place of awareness. Jupiter stopping is pausing, letting us pause, letting us open to Jupiter's power. So we need to remain aware of that. Now, other things are happening on Wednesday. Venus and Neptune will conjunct in the middle of the night on the East Coast, 2.14 a.m. So if you're in California, it'll be you know, the night before. But, or if you're in Costa Rica like me, it'll be midnight. But uh, Venus and Neptune are getting together at 17 degrees of Pisces. Now, remember what I've been saying the last few weeks. We had a new moon. I'm going to repeat myself. I added tonight in here. I'm sorry. We had a new moon at about 16 Pisces back on March 6th. When Mercury went direct back at the end of March on the 28th, which was not that long ago, it's stationed direct at that same degree. So 
something happened, perhaps for you, I know it did for me, on the 28th of March that referred back to the new moon on the 6th. Something's going to remind us again of the new moon and of the station of Mercury this Wednesday or perhaps Tuesday night when you experience the Venus-Neptune conjunction in Pisces. Now, Venus likes to be in Pisces because this is where she's exalted. So this is one of her favorite signs. And she loves that. And Neptune loves that because this is his favorite sign. Neptune is the ruler of Pisces and Venus is exalted there and they're together. This is a beautiful aspect. This is a lovely, inspired, artistic, creative, spiritual, deep connection. This is unconditional love at its finest. Pisces is an unconditionally loving sign. Venus in Pisces is unconditionally loving. And Neptune with Venus there is unconditionally loving. In its highest expression, it can also be a place of complete romantic blindness, but we're going to focus on unconditional love. We're going to focus on what's important here and not what's an illusion or a fantasy. We're going to focus on the importance of unconditional love here and how important it is to unconditionally love yourself. The very least, you need to unconditionally love yourself. Unconditionally love the planet you're living on and take care of it. Unconditionally love, you know, your fellows, mankind, friends, lovers, friends, uh, frenemies, <laughs> family members, everyone, animals, plants in your life. And you should really embrace this aspect because it's a beautiful thing. So I advise you even though Jupiter's retrograding that day, you know, maybe Tuesday night, you want to do a little ritual, I advise you to speak to the goddess. Speak to her in all her glory and ask her what she wants from you or what you can do for her and, and make a prayer to her. Make an offering to her. Make an offering to someone or something in your life, something that means something to you. Maybe you'll make a donation to someone or something in your life, maybe for a children's organization, maybe for something altruistic. But this is an altruistic moment. And it's a moment perhaps of sacrifice, and it's a moment of doing good in the world and for someone or something without an eye to the result, just knowing you want to do good. And I advise everyone to do that. So pass it on to your friends, you know, like in a game of telephone, pass it on. You really want to embrace unconditional love. So if you can't dump unconditional love on your cat <laughs> or your philodendron plant <laughs> or something in your life, embrace something or someone or in your life unconditionally loving. Maybe it's a person that's passed on because they're in the spirit world and Pisces rules the spirit world. Tap into that. It's a great day to meditate. It's a great day for creativity. It's a great day for creative genius. It's a great day for having compassion. It's a great day to do some volunteer work. So 
it is a great deal day to do some unconditionally loving things for yourself. And so I highly advise that. It is not a good day to overindulge and do something ridiculous. <laughs> but it's a good day to tune in and reach out to a friend who might be a little in need of some unconditional love. So the theme of this week, unconditional love. You know, Venus is moving towards Neptune as we speak. Venus is in Pisces. She's unconditionally loving there. She'll be there. She'll be there for a while until the 21st of April. So, but this is the moment. This is the moment when she's with Neptune. She's triggering the new moon from last month. She's triggering the direct station of Mercury last month. And so maybe you sent out a message of love last month and someone's going to send it back to you. That would be a beautiful thing. Do something good for someone. In the meantime, that day, the sun will be squaring Saturn. And that's an interesting aspect to have with all these other things going on because the sun will be, as you know, is in Aries. And it's an interesting place because when the sun is in Aries, it's at a very strong point in the zodiac. And on Tuesday the 9th, the sun will be at 19 degrees of Aries, and this is its point of exaltation. So every year we wait for this moment when the sun is at its strongest point. It's, it's exalted. Yes, it belongs in Leo. It rules Leo, but it is exalted at 19 degrees of Aries. And that's a very, very powerful place for the sun. So if you can do something on Tuesday when there's no void moon, if you can start something new, that would be a beautiful moment to start something new because the sun is at its exaltation point. No sooner does it reach that exaltation point, but then 4.47 a.m. Eastern time, it is going to square Saturn and thus begin a bit of a journey because it is an Aries, but it's squaring Saturn. And remember, Saturn is connected with Pluto right now. So where Saturn goes, Pluto goes. And so by Saturday, the sun will be squaring Pluto. So expect that there's going to be a little bit of tension, perhaps. Lesson learning, perhaps. Um, figuring things out, perhaps. But the sun is exalted. So the sun wins. The sun wins. Even though its light might get hidden a bit by Saturn and then Pluto. It's still in its place of exaltation on Tuesday. So there's a very powerful place and use that energy. And remember, see if like last week, last Friday, we had this glorious new moon, right? We had it in Aries. And then, you know, later in the day, it's gotten tangled with Saturn and then Pluto. So I know that the energies that day, and they're going to be similar this week with the sun, the energies were that the moon got entangled with Saturn, and then it got entangled with Pluto. And so what I felt was, oh, something's going on here that doesn't feel right. And there was an element of disempowerment. And then once I figured out what it was, then I said, ah, this is what we have to do. And then I moved into empowerment and I moved other people into empowerment. There were, there were some things I was dealing with that day that involved getting people out of an unempowered place into an empowered place. So I had several people that that was going on with. And so this is what's important to remember. This is what I was talking about last week. 
there's going to be days, especially when the moon or a planet gets involved with Saturn and Pluto, and they are going to make you feel not so empowered. And then when it hits, hits Pluto, the idea is to rise up and become that empowered person. So you're going to feel this this week. You're going to see the sun be exalted and then hit Saturn and go, maybe, maybe I'm not, maybe I was wrong about that. Maybe I, maybe I shouldn't have felt so grand yesterday. Maybe I shouldn't have felt so good. Maybe, maybe I got a little ahead of myself. <clears throat> Don't worry about it. Don't doubt your power. Just keep moving. Acknowledge it. Own it. Get a sense of what might have been awry, because you might feel like something went awry, and fix it, like I had to do last Friday, like a number of us had to do last Friday. So fix that. Make that adjustment to Pluto on Saturday the 13th, which is when it was, ah, of course, okay. Now I'm gonna now I'm going to embrace my my own power here. This is not where the sun is besieged by them in between, like it was in Capricorn back in January during that eclipse. But it is a square, it's a challenging aspect. It's gonna remind us of that a little bit. So we just need to be aware, not necessarily on guard, maybe a little on guard, but aware of if you if you increase power. If you feel enlightened and you feel empowered and exalted, you can bet there's somebody out there that's not going to be entirely thrilled with that. And they may try to bust your balloon and put a pin in, put a pin in that. So don't worry. Just see it as that. See it as a moment where you need to just say, okay, I got to keep going. Remember what I said last week, you got to keep going and you've got to empower yourself. You cannot let Saturn drag you into the mud. There's got to be a moment when you say, I learned a lesson. I understand it. I'm, I'm grabbing myself by the bootstraps and I'm pulling myself back up and I'm getting through this. Because Friday, there's a whole lot of aspects and Mercury is squaring Jupiter. And Mercury's not out of its shadow yet. So that means that Mercury and Jupiter were talking once before, and we're going to get information, we'll get expansive information and good information. And so we have a lot of activity on Friday that's going to happen before that Pluto square. So remember, anything can happen. Don't stick your head in the sand going, oh no, I got ahead of myself. I, I, you know, Saturn came back and slapped me. No, 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 no. You proceed with caution, but embrace your power. You just have to keep going. Remember that. We have some very interesting things because Venus is going to sextile Saturn on Friday, and that's a good aspect. And that says, hey, you know what? Um, I've got, I've got, you know, the right idea here. You know what? Uh, Venus is still being Pisces, you know, and, and getting an approval, you know, approving Saturn. They're nodding at each other saying, okay, we're, we're stable here. There's definitely love in the world. There's still love. No matter what, the unconditional love is still there. So, hey, that's very good. You know, that means that Neptune and Saturn are, are still kind of friendly right now. You know, they're a few degrees apart and they're in compatible signs. So, okay, good. Because Venus talks to Neptune, then she talks to Saturn, and everything's good. So there's still love. There's still love. But 
you know, there's going to be a little bit of an entanglement between Friday and Saturday because the moon's going to be in Cancer, which is opposite all that Saturn-Pluto. And the sun is in Aries, which is squaring all that Saturn-Pluto. And they're all going to be wrapped up in a nice little T-square. So what we want to do is we want to remain calm and just work through this because there are things that are not going to... Um, be clear right away. There are things that could be um, still making us feel like we want to keep our head in the sand. We can't do that. We have to, we have to own that power and we have to move through this. You know, and this is the thing. When planets move through signs, um, they're going to get, come into contact, obviously, with our planets. The moon in particular, because now think about what we're doing. We're talking about Saturn, Pluto, and Capricorn. Okay, so there are four cardinal signs, and any one of those cardinal signs is going to get entangled with Saturn and Pluto. So that would be Capricorn, of course, and then we just said, you know, Cancer, of course, and then last week it was Aries, of course, and then, of course, there's Libra. So anytime the moon enters one of those signs in a month, which it's going to do in a month, it's going to connect with Saturn and Pluto. So we're going to get used to this. <laughs> this is this week. On Friday, we're going to have a little sun and moon action at the same time, sort of like we did last week. So every week, you know, think about it. If the moon takes 28 days to go through the entire zodiac, that means every seven days, it's going to hit a cardinal sign. So you can be sure that every week, once a week, it's going to get entangled with Saturn and Pluto. And so we need to be aware of this. We need to be aware that, you know, just as you thought it was safe to go back to sleep, <laughs> Saturn and Pluto are going to wake you up again. And we just need to stay on our toes. So occasionally, yes, things like the sun and the moon are going to get a little agitated with the T-square, and we're going to have them... Uh, connect with that Saturn Pluto like they're going to do this week and you know I don't think it's high you know I don't think it's highly emotional um, it's not the water sign it's in fire you know the sun is in fire the moon is in water but the moon likes to be in cancer so it's it's got it's you know the sun is in its exaltation place the moon is in its home so I think it's going to be just fine because they ultimately are in the right place. So even if the lights are getting a little connected to things that are complicated in our lives right now, we're going to learn more about working through this. Now, the sooner we get in touch with this energy, the sooner we pay attention to, you know, our power is challenged. And then we own our power. Our power is challenged, and then we own our power. That's first it hits Saturn, then it hits Pluto. This is where we're going to get used to the vibe of this and how we're going to flex a new muscle. And if you can flex a new muscle through this aspect and start working with it and paying attention to how this, you know, the moon is going to bounce back and forth and planets are going to bounce back and forth between Saturn and Pluto then you're going to be able to handle all of this. And, you know, there are going to be times when tensions are raised and times when, you know, we're being asked to really own power on a whole new level. And we have to stay aware of it. Stay connected to it. 
because you're going to know immediately when you are feeling like, oh no, I can't do this, then that's when you got to push through it. That's exactly when you have to push through it and trust yourself. You may already know what it is that your task is. You may already know what it is that you are going to accomplish under the Saturn Pluto. It may not be revealed to you yet. You may know part of it and the rest of it is going to reveal itself very excitingly as we go on this adventure together. But you should be very aware that we're going to be visited by Saturn Pluto and the moon every week <laughs> as the moon visits a cardinal sign. So stay aware of that. Um, in other worlds, Mars is still in Gemini, which has given us some good talkative air, which is a good thing because we need it. We can have words, we can speak words, we can connect with people and talk to them. And the nice thing about the day after the sun squaring Pluto is it's going to try Jupiter, which means it's an aspect of Jupiter already. It's going to start trining Jupiter, you know, by the time it's squaring Saturn. So happy day, no matter what, Jupiter's in its own sign. The sun is exalted in Aries. And it's going to trine Jupiter on Sunday the 14th. And Venus is going to sextile Pluto. So my instinct, my gut tells me that we can all handle this. Uh, there's going to be a little T-square. Mm. So we get through it. But there's going to be unconditional love. There's going to be trust in the universe. There's going to be exalted planets. And we're going to come out of this and we're going to feel exalted. We're going to feel like we know something more than we did. And I can tell you this, even though I had to guide people through an empowerment last week, I learned so much and you will too. And they did too. And we all did. Everyone learned things. And now we feel better because we're all more empowered and we're going to feel even greater empowerment once we move things and learn more things this week. Saturn's always going to teach us something always. And on that note, I bid you a wonderful week. This is Deb McBride. My astrology podcast is a weekly event. You can find it on my website, debmcbride.com, and on iTunes, and on Spreaker, which is where it's broadcast for the time being. Anyway, there's going to be some exciting changes coming up. And I have an Instagram and a Twitter. They're both at Deb Astrology. I give astrology sessions, and I do emotional clearing work which is very powerful and profound. So if you're interested in that, email me, deb at debmcbride.com. Have a wonderful week. Stay empowered. Thank you.